Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Drama and Language Teaching Podcast. So I'm talking to Gina Dragovic, who um, is speaking to me from Fribourg in Switzerland. And as usual, I would ask you to at first um, briefly introduce yourself, um, where you currently work and what you do there. And after that, I would ask you to briefly tell us how you got where you are at the moment. Okay, so where do you work? Hello again. First of all, thank you for this opportunity. I'm very glad to have the chance to talk about the research today. Currently, I'm doing a PhD in foreign language didactics at the University of Fribourg in Switzerland. And I work there as a scientific collaborator, actually at the Center of Foreign Language Didactics, which is located at the university and the HEP Fribourg which is the University of Teacher Education. Mm -hmm. Before that, I worked as a lecturer at the University of Kragujevac in Serbia and as a GFL teacher, I mean, as a German, as a foreign language teacher in all different contexts, meaning with children, adults and teenagers. Mm -hmm. So I take it that your, your, um, your major was in, in German, um, German language, German literature or teaching German? Yes, yes. At the moment, you, your focus is on research. So I take it that you don't currently teach German, but you research, right? Yes, you could say that. <laughs> I'm trying to finish my PhD project which I hope to defend in 2019. And no, for the moment, I'm mm -hmm. not teaching. My work is about something else at the Center for Foreign Language. Mm -hmm. that I okay, then tell us um, some more about your, about your PhD, about your research. Gladly, thank you. I'll start with the short introduction. So... The reason why I started my PhD project, which is an empirical study on the efficiency of the grammar approach in GFL teaching in schools with special focus on grammar, is because conventional teaching of foreign languages mostly doesn't work. And I was looking for a solution for the problems of conventional teaching. Actually, it started with my own experience with with the realization that I'm not satisfied with the way I teach grammar. In my own lessons, I have noticed again and again that my learners like to learn German as long as there is no grammar. Yeah. And as soon as a grammatical topic was dealt with, one could see how the joy disappeared from their faces. I noticed that especially primary school students have difficulties to understand the grammar and to learn it because their abstract level of thinking isn't fully developed. Students experience the grammar as a complex system of unrelated rules, which they have to learn by rote, especially if they don't understand them. And this rote learning of unclear rules entails that in the best case scenario, the students theoretically know the grammar rules. I mean, they can they ich bin, du bist, er, sie, es, is, and so on. So they, can, they can't apply the normal... For example, do the conjugation of the verb or the declension of a noun, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this discrepancy together with the experience of negative learner attitudes towards grammar led me to pay special attention to grammar teaching in 
foreign language teaching. But it's not just my own experience. It's the observation that I had um, a lot of times. I mean, let's be honest, most teachers don't think about how to teach a language, but about which course book would be the best for them and the pupils. The downside to this is that it boils down to working through the course book and the curriculum. And this ultimately leads to teaching traditionally. But since traditional teaching is associated with the old methods, I prefer to speak of the course book approach. Mm -hmm. The problem with the course book approach, however, is that many aspects are neglected, such as emotional and kinesthetic factors which are very important for learning. Mm -hmm. And the side effects are learning difficulties, lack of concentration, demotivation, negative attitudes towards language learning, speech difficulties, anxiety, etc. And you have to face those problems, especially when you teach a language in a school where you deal with learners who must learn a language. Mm -hmm. And may I just ask, um, when you say course book approach, um, because there are sort of lots of different types of course books, but I imagine from the way you describe it, that course book approach means you have a book, um, then you might yes. read a text or listen to a text, and then you might get exercises that you go through. Um, that exactly. kind of approach because there are also course books who, that have role plays or that have partner work activities but I guess it's not so much not mm, so um, that the focus is more on yes. doing exercises and sort of yeah. yes it's more form focused I mean you have role plays that's true but how many teachers know how to mm -hmm. use those role plays mm -hmm. yeah. to develop them to actually you know yeah. What I, I mean. know what you mean. So, so you have this role play, and then you think, "Oh my God, I've got to do this role play," and I don't know how, don't know how to, how to actually do it with my students, just just because it's on the bottom of page thirty nine. But I don't know how actually to, yeah, how to use it. I, I'm, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, that could be one reason, and maybe it's also because uh, teachers fear they would lose a lot of time because um, there are a lot of things that aren't predictable when you teach drama-based. Mm -hmm. Before I started my research, I, I also talked to my colleagues in Serbia because I wanted to know the reasons why they are mostly using the course book. And most of them complained about the abandonance of learning material given in the curricula, which had to be worked oh, yeah. through. Mm -hmm. In the view of the fact that German is only taught two hours a week at Serbian primary schools, they would have no time to experiment mm -hmm. with other approaches. I see. So there's so much, uh, so much material to be covered that you simply don't feel you have the time. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I think this is the this is the reason why they justify conventional teaching as a way of treating the whole subject better in a short time available. I mean, because it seems more efficient. Let's be honest; yeah. it's economic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be more efficient, but the results are, yeah, you know. And besides, Serbia is one of the countries that doesn't invest a lot of money in educational institutions. As a teacher, you usually have to be satisfied with a blackboard, talk, CD player. And if teachers want to bring additional materials, such as worksheets, puzzles, games, they usually have to pay from their, for the learning materials out of their own pocket. Oh. 
because many schools do not provide funds for them. And if you look at their salary, you really can't blame them if they aren't willing to make teaching more interesting for their mm -hmm. pupils. So I've been asking myself, is there any way to make um, language learning more interesting to keep it low budget? And I told myself, what better way would there be than drama? So, but um, where's that idea coming from? I got this idea because I came in contact with drama and education during my studies at the University of Krakowiewicz, where the Department of German Studies puts a lot of emphasis on theater pedagogic. I think the good translation would be theater pedagogy yeah there are, there are always different <laughs> there's always a bit of discussion how to how to translate terms from german yeah. to english and um, as many people as you ask everyone has a different opinion um so some people say it's theater in education some people say this is theater education some people say it's theater pedagogy so there are different different ways to name this um but for our yes. um, non-german listeners um theater theater pedagogic um is um i would define it as that you work on plays with with your learners and you also learn about about how theater is done written constructed uh, is that what you also understand um as theater pedagogic or do you have a different understanding yeah you could put it like that yes but i think i read i'd read once that you shouldn't translate it in english because it's a term that comes from mm -hmm. germany but Yeah, it's it's hard to it is indeed hard to translate because theater education and theater in education have slightly different meanings. So um yeah. I guess probably it's best to sort of yeah. uh just mention what we understand by it and then just let it stand as theater pedagogic. Okay. Um actually what I wanted to say is that I started to love this approach as soon as I felt for myself how it's possible to successfully combine language learning, movement and fun. And I was even more enthusiastic when I saw what joy the drama activities brought to my learners in primary and secondary schools. Mm -hmm. But it's easier said than done. And this is the huge problem that drama has. I mean, On the one hand, with drama, you can solve the problem with cognitively oriented classroom, which is not emotionally appealing and where you don't learn holistic by using all your senses and your body. But on the other hand, drama doesn't seem to be the perfect tool for teaching in the school context. You might say that, that it's hard to integrate drama because of the curriculum, the time conditions and room conditions. I mean, it's not that the teachers are wrong when they fear it, and no wonder they are skeptical about it. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how do we convince teachers to try it with drama, despite all the facts that are yeah, not so positive when you look at the approach? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what, con what conclusion did and you come to? How, how can we convince teachers? Yeah. <laughs> My conclusion was that they have the right to be suspicious because there's 
not really hard evidence that would show that drama in educational lessons are more efficient than conventional lessons, which is actually the reason why I wanted to carry out an experiment in order to compare one approach to the other with regards to many aspects. Today, it's successful Practical examples and case studies represent the most, I mean, the majority of publications on drama teaching, and these contributions present an attempt to establish drama and education as a component of the language teaching on the basis of positive, of positive experiences of teachers and learners. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, a major disadvantage of these reports on successful teaching scenarios or subjective impressions is that the authors rarely view their own teaching from a critical point of view. It's almost exclusively that positive that comes to light, which gives the impression that drama and education is a a magic all-purpose tool, which you can use for solving learning problems of all kinds and Yeah, in contrast to that, there are only a few who position the drama in education in theoretical discussions. And many studies that support the assumption of beneficial effects from drama in education are predominantly qualitative studies, Mm -hmm. which is why their results must be interpreted cautiously. However, this is only one of many points of criticism, which is why the desire for convincing evidence Mm -hmm. of the efficiency drama techniques is still expressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think we can't expect that teachers teach drama based until there is enough proof that shows that drama could actually work. On the bright side, there's enough evidence from related sciences as psychology, pedagogy, and linguistics, and other sciences which suggest that drama could actually be more efficient than the conventional teaching. But The problem is still that you can't use this evidence. It's very dangerous to transfer those results on drama and education. Mm -hmm. Because they, you mean, because they were focused on sort of very focused on a very specific um, aspect, such as only vocabulary. Exactly, and because the contexts are different. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, you have, yeah. I I always point out that you shouldn't transfer results because. Just a few studies were conducted in the school context. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's different when you do a study, when you conduct a study with learners who actually want to learn. Mm -hmm. And when you teach students who are not really interested in learning, it's really a question of how do I motivate them? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I definitely know the difference. I mean, I've I've taught theater courses, sort of um, extracurricular courses, where everyone mm-hmm. was interested and wanted to do it. But I also teach regular courses, and sometimes I do apply drama activities. And there, of course, mm-hmm. I also have students who, who are like, uh, I'm not really sure I like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I've seen the difference. But... You know, it, I mean, it's true. Not everybody can can like can like drama. And they don't learning, have to. I mean, that's totally fine. <laughs> I totally agree. But I like to quote Molly and Duff when it comes to that because um, they have a funny quote, um, which is okay, when I translate it. Um, they say something like, 
okay, not everybody can like it, but you know, not everybody likes conventional teaching either, but it's easier to hide in the conventional yeah, classroom. Definitely. Than in, yeah. But as I pointed out, it's, It's not clear if it's possible to hold drama-based lessons under the general school conditions. Mm -hmm. And in order to find that out, I conducted an intervention study in the school, um, actually in two primary schools in Serbia. And the aim of my thesis was to investigate the efficiency of drama techniques with a special focus on grammar. So I examined whether the use of drama techniques can enhance the motivation and the learning performance. And if there is a way of combining the drama techniques with the course book, because for me it's, it's just not imaginable that in the future we will have teachers who don't teach by the course book. I mean, if we don't show that incorporating drama techniques is possible by using the course book, I doubt that there is a slight chance that it will be incorporated. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, still teachers have to, I mean, given time conditions and everything, teachers mm -hmm. need to rely on course books often, I think. Yeah, you can't expect... Mm -hmm. You can't expect teachers to just say, oh, let's just kick the course book out and just, just teach yes, creatively... Um, you can do that, but you need a lot of time and you need to be, yeah, you, you have to want it. And yeah, not everyone has the, has the resources or has them, even if they have the motivation, they might simply not have the time. Yes. I mean, it's true that you can't use the whole potential of drama techniques when you teach in combination with course book, but I think it's more realistic. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And Yeah, this is why I developed two concepts, one for two control groups and one for the out-of-control group, I mean the experimental group. Mm -hmm. And uh, I conducted the study in 2015-16 for one year with 65th graders. And they were beginners. They hadn't learned any German at all. Yeah, the only difference was the, the experimental class had this drama approach compared to the others who didn't learn with drama techniques. And it was very important that the input was the same, the course book was the same, the amount of lessons and the exams, so that you really can tell by the results that there are significant and there are not significant differences between the groups. Mm -hmm. So the data was obtained by several instruments. They were tested orally and in writing. And I also used two types of questionnaires in order to investigate diverse components like attitudes for German, um, German foreign, and uh, to learn sorry, German, German learning, <laughs> learning German, yes, <laughs> and grammar. And at the end of the examination phase, I conducted a group discussion as well with the experimental group in order to gain a greater insight into their experience, feelings, and evaluation. And I was hoping to claim the quantitative results by this discussion. Mm -hmm. And comparing the control to the experimental group, um, the results show that there are significant and non-significant differences between the groups. 
So let's begin with the results that didn't show any differences. There were no differences with respect to the memory performance and the durability of the acquired knowledge, interest in foreign language learning, the language anxiety, the understanding of grammatical structures and cognitive attitudes towards grammar learning. Overall, the results in both groups are mostly positive, which means that they had a good memory performance, that they were more or less interested in foreign language learning, that they didn't fear too much, or that they didn't fear at all, it was moderate, and the understanding of grammatical structures was also good, and they had good cognitive attitudes towards grammar learning, which means that they found that grammar is important to learn. Mm, I'd like to point out that it's very interesting that the language anxiety level remains constant in both groups because most of the studies show that there is a difference in the anxiety level if you compare traditional and drama-based lessons. But I think this has something to do with the fact that there aren't many studies in the school context and... and since in the school context are a lot of factors that influence anxiety, the pupils fear bad marks, parents. <laughs> and what I also find very interesting is the results concerning the memory performance, because there are a lot of studies which show that the memory is improving. Mm -hmm. um, as I pointed out, there were also significant differences between the groups, and those results point to an advantage of drama-based teaching over conventional teaching. The results show that drama-based learning improves the motivation as expected and attitudes towards the learning situation, that it helps developing a positive attitude towards grammar learning, that it promotes the oral production and the pronunciation, mm -hmm. and that it has a positive impact on the learning performance, especially and receptive competences, that it improves the spelling. And there is also a third group of results because um, <laughs> there were differences that weren't very clear, so that it's hard to say if there is a significant difference or not because the findings are either on the border of significance or they are divergent because of the presence of both significant and non-significant results. And by that, I mean the written production and the grammar competence. But if you look at all the results of the study, you could say that drama techniques can be integrated irrespective of the general school conditions, meaning the classroom size, the time-limited school lessons, and the curriculum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, in my opinion, this is the most important result, or maybe it's better to say the message of the study. We could say that it's very important to integrate drama techniques 
But despite the good results, I wouldn't support the statement that GFL teaching should only consist of drama lessons, because I feared that we would make the same mistake as we did before in history, thinking that one method could be the right one for everyone and for every problem. Yeah, I think so, that's just not realistic. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not realistic. I mean, it's wishful thinking. Mm. And there are so many other tools that you can use in order to improve the learning performance and uh, motivation. And I think, I don't know who said this. I, I know I stumbled over this quote, but um, there was a quote of someone who said that doing too much drama can also demotivate. And it's it's like, it's with everything actually, yeah? When you do it too much, then there's always this danger that it could be... Too much of yeah. a good thing. <laughs> too much of a good thing. <laughs> so what I'm asking myself now after this project um, is what could be the next step? Is it really about convincing teachers or maybe about convincing the authors of course books to implement those techniques? Because I'm still suspicious, a little bit skeptical about believing in that uh, research project that shows that there is potential and that could have positive and um, positive effects on the learning that teachers would change their way of teaching. So it's either changing teacher education or, as I said, integrating it in the course books. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just those are the, this is the question, the main question that I That's yeah, ask myself. Yeah. Do you have maybe an opinion? Um, first of all, I, I have a question too, just out of curiosity. Okay. Um, so um, just, uh, just um, a concrete question. Um, can you mm -hmm. give one or two examples of what kind of drama activities um, were integrated into the into the experimental condition? Um, so just just to give our listeners an example of, of what it was, because there's such a variety of things you can do. Yes, there is a whole. I mean, I try to I try to integrate the whole continuum mm -hmm. of all the types. You know, this drama conventions, mm -hmm. yeah. and then you have. Those ones who are more closed or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. semi-closed and open. Yeah. And I don't know who, like, um, you, are you familiar with the, the study of Kao and O'Neill who have this continuum? Yes, yes yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yes, I mean, those techniques. And since I worked with uh, beginners and fifth graders and with pupils that are socialized in a school system which is mostly traditional it was hard to start uh, with those open mm -hmm. types uh, where you just uh, improvise and do role plays it, it was really about how to take small steps mm -hmm. with beginners and I tried it firstly only with very simple techniques like frozen images mm -hmm. but as the time went by We were doing more complex, um, more complex uh, things like making scenes and improvising with regards to their knowledge. Um, um, yeah, I found this very interesting uh, at the group discussion. 
and they didn't really know what we were doing in the experimental group. And there was a girl that said after, I mean, this group, group discussion was conducted a year later mm -hmm. and she said... And you had mixed groups first, then? So the experimental group and the control group together or were they in different um No, 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 groups? they were in different... Okay. Mm -hmm. No, um, I actually I only did a group discussion with experimental group okay. because it was about yeah collecting data on their feelings and experience. And then she said, um, first I thought we were just playing, and I thought, oh no, we won't learn anything. This this can be good, but after half a year or so, I it 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 occurred to me that we actually were learn, learning the whole time. Mm -hmm. So. This is what I really liked, that they have the impression that they're doing something that is very playful, mm -hmm. but they realized that they were learning. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's, mm -hmm. that's a very, that's, you, ha you had a very insightful student then. Um, who yeah. came to that conclusion herself um, yeah because uh, sometimes I see yeah, I mean, that with my own students mm -hmm. um, who are a lot older who are like between 18 mm -hmm. and 22 usually so they're uh, college students and when we do a drama activity well many of them do enjoy it um, but I also have the feeling that some think that they're not that this is not learning that this is just sort of relaxing and enjoying yes. and having fun and actually i would expect those uh older students uh and who are pretty smart usually um i would actually normally expect them to also be aware that if they do that in a lesson it has it has a reason and it's not only for relaxation but I, i'm not sure if they come to that conclusion um and sometimes <laughs> i i i stress it and i say well um we did that and it was not just to have some fun but uh, actually to also to to reinforce certain for example certain um certain vocabulary um that we dealt with before um and sometimes i even when we did a drama activity, I even structured it fairly strictly. That's something I've come to do more and more. I'm not sure if it's if this is going to be successful, but I'm I'm also still trying out lots of things. Um, that I give them very clear conditions that they have to use certain words, for example. Um, and then afterwards, after we've seen, for example, an improvised or a semi-improvised scene, I ask the rest of the class, so which new words did you did you pick out? Um, which ones did you hear? Um, mm -hmm. Make it very, very clear to them that, no, it's not just about uh, doing something fun, but still we have, we have this sort of um, acquisition of new words in the background. And I'm not sure yeah. if it's a good way to do, as I said, I'm trying this out. Because before, when I did it, I had the impression that, yeah, some people enjoy it and others just think that's, oh, yeah, it's just a, it's an interlude. It's a, like a break. So. Yes, but I, I, I like that you point that out because I think this is the reason why you have to do more research and in more context and with um, yeah with different age groups because it really depends with um, what kind of learners you're dealing with and what they might like or or don't like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there are many factors. And yeah, I think in my group, sort of most students actually do enjoy it. There are always a couple who say, ah, no, this is this is stupid. Um, uh, but even those who enjoy it, um, they might not be aware 
of the fact that they're still hopefully learning something. Um, but th this is also why I'm sort of making my conditions um, more, yeah, more more strict and not giving them all the freedom that they want because I've realized sort of I've been doing this for it's the third semester now that I'm using drama methods in, in my German courses. Um, I realized that sometimes if I say, okay, create a scene, improvise on this context, that they just go back mm -hmm. to very basic vocabulary and they're, that they're not using vocabulary we've introduced uh, in the lessons before. So now I'm yes. making this a condition that, yes, you have to use a certain amount of words that um, that you can consult your vocabulary lists, but use those words, please. Um, so, yes, so I'm forcing it's them. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is, of course... Uh, the question with spontaneity versus uh, preparation, uh, because if you really just improvise, you might fall back on what is secure in your knowledge, what you can do automatically. And so it's harder to access the stuff that you've maybe just looked at and not even hard studied hard um, in the lessons before. So that's why I'm always yes. usually giving them a bit of preparation time and not doing sort of real spontaneous improvisation but sort of slightly more prepared i mean it's still improvised but it, it has some um yes like but it really depends on the form. level and yes and this is the reason why i couldn't do open forms either i mean with fifth graders and learners who yeah were just getting to to use um how do you say getting to be used to learn mm -hmm. by this mm -hmm. I mean, which drama techniques. And I think this is actually a very good um, um, argument for using those um, closed and semi-open forms because um, there are drama experts who always point out that it's better or that we should uh, try only to use those more open forms. But I mean... I think it very much depends on what your aim is and what the level of yes. your learners is. Yes, exactly, exactly. So you should reuse everything and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. depending on the aim, as you said. But I, I have a question for you, yeah. if I may. Sure. Um, since you also teach drama-based at the university, um, is it for you also hard to fulfill the curriculum or do you have extra lessons for that? I mean, um, or did I you say am, that at least at the moment I'm in the fairly lucky situation that um, at least in German, I'm not forced to use a course book. Um, so we okay. have course books that are recommended that we can use, um, mm -hmm. but also I don't have, I don't have the, um, Yeah, as I said, it's it's not required. Um, our students have um, a final exam at the end, so I know what they need to be able to do for that final exam. Um, and I have the impression, so I started using the course book um, in the first two semesters. I personally wasn't very happy with it um, mm -hmm. because it, it didn't really work with my teaching style because I think there's yes. teachers who like working with a course book and who are very good using mm -hmm. course books. I just discovered that it wasn't really working very well for me um, and that I, I rather like to work in a very free way. I still orient myself towards the course book, towards the grammar covered in the course book, um, mm -hmm. even though 
I have realized that the grammar covered in the course book doesn't necessarily match what's required in the exam. So I sort of, I, I'm leaving out certain things. And I think um, in my environment, this is totally okay. Um, because as I said, we have a fair, fair amount of freedom um, how we teach um, as long as we sort of cover the basic skills that are required for the exam. So oh, um, I so I, I don't have to use a course book, at least not in my German courses. Oh, okay. um, in my English courses, it's slightly different because we uh, parallel teach most of the courses. So there I have to streamline my teaching with colleagues. And there we usually use sort of, yeah, selections of course books and Mm -hmm. I think this is this is as I said some some teachers really like using course books others don't like it so much and I can't I can't ask of my colleagues to yeah kick out the materials just just teach freely so I just can't do that but I'm lucky that I can do it in German That's good that's good for you <laughs> Yeah, and for the students. <laughs> but I also see that there are, of course, uh, yeah, it, it's so. So the course book is not really. I, I I wouldn't say it's it's not a problem for me in German, um, mm -hmm. but of course there are other challenges, as I as I said. So, but that would be the same even if I had a course book. Like, uh, how do we make the learning stick, and how how do I really? integrate the drama activities uh, in my otherwise fairly cognitive teaching because as I said I teach young adults um, yes. so usually this is our lessons are on a fairly intellectual level and I think this is quite different from a, I would say naturally more playful um, mm -hmm. learning that mm -hmm. you might have with fifth graders mm -hmm. um, so one challenge is to sort of overcome that big difference between okay let's talk about Uh, for example, uh, let's talk about, because my students uh, all want to study, they're sort of in a pre-college course, they want to study a technological um, study program, they want to be engineers. Mm -hmm. um, and so we might talk about robots, or we might talk about, um, I don't know, um, sustainability or all those topics you might have in adult education. And then to say, okay, and now let's do a drama activity. It, it, it's possible, but mm -hmm. I have to think about how I do it. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I'm finding ways, uh, but I also have to find ways to yes, make Yes, you have it... to know these techniques. That's yeah. right. So it doesn't clash. Um, and also I, I do cover a lot of grammar and, yeah, to um, sort of to find hinges in my, in my, in my lessons um, to, f to, to go from one approach to the other. And I think it's totally okay to cover grammar cognitively, to talk about it, at least at that age level, but then also to to try to reinforce it with a drama activity. But sort of going from one thing to the other, I think I'm still struggling with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sort of to find mm -hmm. a good transition, uh, transitions or, yeah, continuation between different methods, because I'm definitely yes. switching. Yes, and we still struggle. I mean, we as drama-oriented teachers have our troubles and what then to expect from teachers that didn't, who didn't have contact with drama techniques. So Yeah, definitely. So coming back conclusion. to one of your questions before, um, where you said, okay, should it be integrated in the course book or should it be integrated in, in teacher education? I would say both. Um, yeah. Because if it's just integrated in the course book, um, that's all well and good. But if yes. you're not sure how to use it, it's not much help. 
Yes, I agree. And I think uh, the moment when this happens, then we can we can expect that there will be a change in the classrooms. Until then, uh, I think, yeah, as I said, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit skeptical. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, at least in Germany, it's becoming more and more sort of, I wouldn't say mainstream yet, but more and more accepted in teacher education. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think I'm seeing it, at least when I talk to colleagues, that um, these things crop up more, more and more, uh, sort of also in course books. Mm -hmm. uh, but what sort That's of... I, I mm -hmm. heard a very interesting talk, I think, one or two years ago by um, Carola Zurkamp, who is a professor of um, English didactics. And mm -hmm. she said, or she 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 did a study, actually, a classroom observation with several teachers. And she, at least in that small scale study, um, she saw that teachers used drama conventions, but that sort of sometimes they seemed just sort of... Uh, glued on at the end now and now let's do a freeze frame to end the lesson um yes. and she was sort of uh, discussing about how how can we make these transitions uh, more smoothly mm -hmm. so that it doesn't seem like an oh yeah i remember i still have to do something yes. creative so let's do a freeze frame and i found oh, that very nice very interesting thing. let's just do it yes because if you do it like that you just uh, don't gain from the process i mean it really has to be a part of the learning process Yeah, and that's also that. one thing I still struggle with. I do admit that. <laughs> sort mm -hmm. of not abruptly switching between one thing and the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, that's something that we have to work on as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. So there are still lots of open questions uh, or open, yes. yeah, work, a lot of work to do. And and as you already said, not everything works for everyone. So there, if there are teachers who say, no, I really can't work with it. I don't want to. Yes. I would say, and I've, I think I've heard someone else, I don't remember who it was, say it, at least try it. And if mm -hmm. then you still say, it doesn't work for me, that's fine. But I think teachers in their education should be asked to at least try it out because it's easy to say, I can't do it before you haven't actually tried it. And it's it's not it's not easy. And even the first time might be so bad that you say, no, it's not for me. So even that yes, is not, not the solution. Um, but I think still having tried it out is something yeah that, that teachers should be asked to do <laughs> yeah so i myself i didn't i didn't study to be a teacher so i'm basically yes. uh someone who is a so-called quereinsteiger in german mm -hmm. um so i'm not really sure if i'm asking a fair question but i th i think it's it should be possible to integrate drama in teacher education and yes, to at least exactly. have future teachers try it out if they say no really it isn't for me that's fair enough um But yeah, to have that opportunity to and the most important see. things, um, the thing is maybe um, that um, you have to learn how to combine it with other tools. Yeah, it's it's really something that we have to work on, and we have to put the emphasis on quantitative studies. Mm -hmm. This um, yeah, main so this, argument. I think it would be up to researchers then, because I think many of the qualitative studies were, are often conducted by people who teach themselves. Um, mm -hmm. So, who, sort of like action research, a teacher um, examining their own practice. And of course, if you're a teacher, 
um, you do not always have the possibility to have a control group because you ch just teach your own class and you, you, you cannot really say to a colleague, okay, I want to compare results with you. So there might just be practical no, that's a problem. So like there that. needs to be a researcher from outside yes. who says, would you be a subject in my study? Yeah, this is one way, but I think the, there's another reason because it's um, very hard to do quantitative studies and it's just you have, you need the knowledge mm -hmm. to analyze yeah. the data. And yeah. But let's hope that there will be more researchers um, interested in this kind of research. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'd like to thank you for um, um, giving me your time to um, talk about your research. Thank you for this wonderful discussion. I really enjoyed it. Bye. So that's it. You can find all the links in the show notes. And if you want to listen to more episodes of this podcast, you'll find them on my website, uh, on iTunes, and also on the Stitcher. Um, thank you for listening and hope to hear you soon again. Goodbye.